Well, it's, I mean, it's, you know, from the auteur that is Antoine Fuqua. <laughs> what, I mean, what, has he made a good movie? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. So you lie to yourself to be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do it. We all go a little mad sometimes. Come on, one of you nuts has got any guts. Let's put a smile on that face. You're only as healthy as you feel. Listen to me! Listen to you about what right. Because I have a right to be. I have a voice! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Case Study. Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Case Study, where we analyze pop culture from a psychological angle, a part of the following films network. And boy, do I have a treat for the audience today. Making his triumphant return, finally, is Mike Denniston. Thanks for finally showing up and coming back. Oh, it's, it's no problem. I'm just at the dry cleaners right now <laughs> got my chocolate milkshake and uh during this review i'm gonna keep reading this book that i started over lunch <laughs> fun home by allison bechdel uh movie fans should like that it's the bechdel test oh yeah the creator of that yeah absolutely uh, it's pretty good pretty good comic book i love that you're like you probably don't even know but like you're playing into the role that i've given you the last three or four weeks when you've been gone as i've just repeatedly called you a diva because you won't appear on episodes where you're like nah, i'm not seeing that movie and now like you show up you know reading your book <laughs> drinking your milkshake like michael be in his trailer don't don't worry about it <laughs> well i'm i'm showing up just as much as the cast and antoine fuqua showed up oh. for magnificent seven oh so. nice all right I have a, so of course that is what we're reviewing this week. We're taking a look at the Magnificent Seven after doing an episode on the Equalizer, another Antoine Fuqua and Denzel Washington movie. <laughs> what a great week! <laughs> hey, you know what? Like I enjoyed the Equalizer, uh, so uh, this uh, this is a step down from the Equalizer, I will say. Um, but I think in in like following you on Twitter and on Facebook, I think you actually like this less than I do which is incredible. Uh, so what did you think of The Magnificent Seven, Mike? Well, I wisely chose to go to the only theater in town that serves food, because I was hungry. <laughs> and I uh, had I ordered their pepperoni pizza, which was not very good. <laughs> I was not amused by it. Um, let's see what else happened there. I did order dessert, which was... Uh, a fudge brownie with ice cream and whipped cream on it and sprinkles. And that was pretty good. And I paid my check and uh, left the movie. I think I saw about an hour of it. Maybe just over an hour. <laughs> Such so. dedication you showed to being mm. on podcasts. Yes. Yeah. So what did you think of the first hour? Was it like so good you just like it can't possibly live up to this. So I'm just going to leave for the second hour. It's neither good nor bad, I guess. It is mm. just something that... I don't know. It's not offensively bad, which kind of makes it worse, I guess. It's like, it's right. just not, for me, it was just not entertaining in the slightest. Like it's Denzel Washington at his fucking worst. He's like doing, uh, doing his Tom Cruise thing now, I guess at this point in his career, just taking sort of stoic action roles. Right. And you know, this is a guy that used to be interesting as an actor, like, and now he's just gruff and it, you know, it feels like he doesn't want to learn lines anymore. It's like he just wants to. That's a, that's a distinct people. possibility. I think I don't know. I think I think Denzel in this movie, like I think he makes a good cowboy, and I, I don't think there's actually that many actors who can pull that off. And I think a lot of it is this kind of cachet he's built as like you know Denzel is cool, so we'll just accept it going in. Like that's you don't have to work too hard. The, the people I found more upsetting are people I thought I would like, like Chris Pratt. Holy shit! Like not that, a movie star. Not that a movie was, star. No. And and on paper, like after seeing him, like and I'm one of the few people who actually even enjoyed Jurassic World, but you know, looking at like Guardians of the Galaxy, like playing basically Han Solo. Like that's that's essentially what mm -hmm. you're playing there. So you cast him as kind of the shit talker of the group, you know, the kind of fun loving guy in the group, and you're like, Oh, that works perfect on paper, and he falls flat for the entire film. Not just the first hour, Mike. It, it doesn't get any better. And, and that was really surprising to me. Like, I thought, like, oh, this is going to work and this is going to be enjoyable, at least with him. And it so wasn't. Like, he was legitimately hard to watch for me. His performance lacks so much charisma that oftentimes when he would appear again, I would have forgotten that he was in the movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, Chris Pratt's one of the, the seven. <laughs> right. Even though he was just on five minutes prior, like, smirking at something. Uh, I, I just think the roles should have been swapped all all around. Like mm -hmm. I, I feel like, you know, Ethan Hawke 
Uh, he would have been more interesting as in Denzel's part because I don't think Ethan Hawke plays roles like that. And true. I, would, I would have liked Denzel playing the Hawk role, which I guess is their attempt at having a three-dimensional character in a very like ham-fisted way. Oh man, uh, you got uh, Vincent rough. D'Onofrio during his weird. Men that was okay. So that was awful. Like yeah, he was even hard. harder to watch than Chris Pratt. Like, you know, it's it's one of those movies where you have seven guys going into a suicidal mission, and you shouldn't want like three or four of them to die. Like, it's the audience. Well, I wanted eight. <laughs> I wanted myself to die too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought I thought Ethan Hawke and Byung Hung Lee worked really well together. I liked I liked their their chemistry. I liked Ethan Hawke's performance, especially. Uh, but there is something kind of in the final act, which is maybe the one of the most predictable things I've seen in an action movie in in a decade. And I don't think it fooled even the the simplest of moviegoers. The kind of turn at the end with Ethan Hawke, and it was like, guys, you're you're not even trying. And I think you run into problems when you're remaking something like. The Magnificent Seven. Uh, I remember talking to to Chris Maynard about this, about the idea of remakes. And it's just like when a band does a cover song. Like if you're going to do if you're going to do a cover, don't just play the same notes. Don't just do the exact same thing. Like have something to say. And I I legitimately don't think this movie has anything to say. Like it's well, just. It's, I mean, it's you know from the auteur that is Antoine <laughs> Fuqua. <laughs> right. I mean, what. Has he made a good movie? I know you and I were texting, and I guess we were debating the merits of Training Day, which I think you know hinges on the performances of Washington Hawk. Right. I don't know. I never get excited. In fact, when I see his name, I'm like, oh, that'll probably be worse than what it should be. Like uh, Southpaw. Oh <laughs> yeah, great performance sure. last year, and it's like, did no one else show up but Hall? And the funny thing is, like from interviews I've seen when Southpaw was coming out, and clearly with Hawk and Washington coming back and working with, with him again. He apparently has a great relationship with actors. The ones I've worked with him, like, yeah. like, are really positive. Has nothing but great things to say about him. So I don't know if he's just a dude that just has like, you know, sets that are really fun. Like everyone feels like, hey, we really made something great here. And then it's just very, it's always very lifeless. Like it just feels yeah. like uh, something that, as you said, if you're going to do it. I don't have really a problem with doing Magnificent Seven remake of all things, which was already a remake. That's yep. fine. And it's a modern Western, so, you know, it's not like we get a lot of those. So I don't feel like uh, we're like, oh, yet another one. Denzel in a Western. My God, when will they stop? <laughs> but as you said, they just, you know, they just don't really have anything to offer. They just, I, I don't know. And it's, I know it made a lot of money. But Denzel in September is his, it's like he's got his own little weekend of action movies. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but, I, you know, the crowd I was with, it was, you know, it was fairly, I guess, packed for like a matinee showing on a Saturday afternoon. And I just, I distinctly remember no responses. Like I turned around and forgot that I was actually in a theater with a lot with people. of patrons yeah. because it's like no one responded to anything. No one, you know, and it seemed like no one was thinking, Hey, this is bad, but there was not a lot of laughter. No one was responding to the action, which I think is, I only saw, I guess, one group shootout, which I thought was terribly, maybe not terribly constructed. Cause it felt like there was an emphasis on spacing, like knowing right. where everyone was. But yeah, I had no idea where everyone was. Like, I just, you would cut to someone falling through a saloon door or someone on a rooftop. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I guess they're up there. But how close are they to this villain or this yeah. ally? And I don't know. It's, it's, maybe it's just uh, Fuqua just, <laughs> maybe he just doesn't have the clout. I don't know. But he runs good sets, apparently. Apparently. Life. I feel yeah. like, so that you bring up the action and granted, you didn't see the, the final action sequence, which is ridiculous in scope and just goes on forever. It seems mm -hmm. like a 20 like minute movie. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's like a 20 minute action sequence. And it's, it's one of these movies that, it just he can't stop himself from having more violence and it tends and it all starts to kind of blend together. Like, really, I can only think of one fun moment of action in the entire film where I was like, oh, that, that was fun to watch. That was cool. And there's a shot of Denzel Washington kind of like riding on his horse and like leaning to the side and shooting at someone else going by. And it's a really well constructed shot and a really fun stunt. But like the majority of it, like it's not like anything stands out as awful or bad. You're just like, yeah, that happened. Okay, now we have, you know, now there's a Gatling gun, which they review with, which they show in the trailer, like pop it up. And it's just like, 
everything and it's 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 exactly what you expect from Antoine Fuqua. If you if you gave him a bunch of money, you're like, well, let's just go all out. Let's let's keep doing action. Let's have five different action set pieces. And I think the big mistake I made was rewatching The Magnificent Seven, the 1960 version, which is a really enjoyable Western like and it's and it's a really interesting cast. I mean, you got Steve McQueen, you've got Yul Brenner. You know, you've got you've got uh, Charles Bronson in there. I mean, it's just like it's a really, really crazy grouping of people. And I think the where that movie shines is this idea that, yeah, they are guns for hire, but they end up doing things for moral reasons. Like they do they do the right thing, even though they are guns for hire. So you root for them, even though they're kind of antiheroes. And that's what you don't get in this. You don't root for them because you don't care about these characters. They don't spend it. They spend enough time on them. God knows. Uh, but they don't, they're not efficient with the time they spend with these characters. The only ones I really cared about, um, were Ethan Hawke and Byung-Hung Lee. The rest of the, the rest of the seven, you're just like, I don't, I don't know why you're working together. I don't know why you agreed to take this job. I don't know why you're staying. So I don't care about you. And then if you don't separate the heroes from the villains in that way, who do you root for? Yeah, and the villains are pretty fucking terrible. Uh, I don't know. I, coming, I didn't mind Sarsgaard. I love that he just like went a, for it. I love that he uh, went for it. Like I just well, okay. You're talking about how sort of inefficient <laughs> the film is with his action. I felt like the villain was the same way. It's like, dude, you waste a lot of fucking time. Like, if you're just gonna like shoot up a church, like <laughs> you really need to spend that time ten minutes lecturing them on like how evil you are. I just felt well, like that's get I mean that's on a, with it. That's a problem with the script. I think that's the one thing the movie was, I guess, trying to say was like. The evils of capitalism, I guess, was the Ugh. the message of this movie, and that's you know that's in the script. But I love that Peter Sarsgaard mugs for the whole thing because I think he's the only person who knows the kind of movie he's in. Like I think he knows how ridiculous it is, and no one's going to recognize me anyway because I have this ridiculous beard. And no one's, and I'm not a big star, so no one's going to track me for this. And I, I love that he just went like, okay, let's gnaw on some scenery for a while because that's that's clearly what I'm here for. Like I actually enjoyed his performance. Didn't enjoy it. He was talking too much, and he was distracting from my food, which I wasn't even enjoying. <laughs> uh, I thought it was amusing that Matt Bomer is—is is that supposed to be like a big, like psycho death, like a big, like, yeah, shocking I governor? I don't. I, I don't like think I he's. Like, I don't think he's a big enough star no, in this movie like of stars for it to matter. Well, here's like, the thing. I, I like him. You know, I liked him in the Magic Mike movies. And yeah. I, I find him to be an enjoyable presence. And so I was like, I, I don't. You know, strangely, I don't think I'd seen a trailer for this. And I'm like you. I've not seen uh, Seven Samurai or The Magnificent Seven. I'm not. So I, I'm basing this just as its own thing. Even though if you've seen any Western, it pretty much just looks like that. Like they, or they as our the friend from uh, Hydrate Level Four, Peter, would tell us, it's just you know the Three Amigos is a ripoff of this too, and it totally is. Like if you've even seen yeah. the Three Amigos, you know the plot of this movie. Probably should stick with that too. But anyway, <laughs> Bomer, you know, I I, be, I was like, oh cool, so he's going to be the one that goes and recruits the the seven or whatever. He's going to be a part of this. I like him. And then they shoot him. And so it works the other way because I was like, God damn you, Fuqua. God damn you, movie. Like, I, he's enjoyable. I don't like the SARS. I normally like SARS guard. You know, I wish he had been playing the editor from Shattered Glass in the West. <laughs> That's who I, because I want him to be quiet for, I don't know, the first 90 minutes and then unleash like this one epic monologue. And I don't know, somehow he's berating Hayden Christensen as one of his lackeys. That would have been <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, as you can see, I have nothing really to say about this movie. I don't know how we. I don't know how I've talked about this now on two podcasts, and I think it's because I've talked about other things. Yeah, you just so. keep keep dodging. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I noticed in this movie is, you know, Haley Bennett, who plays you know Matt Bomer's wife, who ends up going and recruiting the seven. I I found the costuming of her very interesting because like they, boobs. they yeah just <laughs> boobs constantly, which which as a guy I'm like yeah that's great, but like from a character perspective I'm like. Why are we, isn't she a farmer? Like, what do we, <laughs> what do you, I mean, I know she's like, hot the, out there. <laughs> like, but only like, only through the boobs. Like you gotta, you gotta let those breathe. Know. Everything else covered in skirts and long sleeves, but. Well, people sweat in weird places, you know. <laughs> they also did these really, this really interesting things where like, you know, they, they want to make her. Hold like, on, wait a minute. I just want to clear. You just said they do interesting things, so I'm just I'm putting pressure <laughs> on this upcoming statement. 
Okay, interesting doesn't mean good. I would like to preface this. Um, you know, they make her into this like strong female character who can shoot a gun, who can ride a horse, all this. And they <laughs> Is that really that strong back then? Yeah, can ride well... a horse. Isn't that like that's like saying there's a strong woman today that can drive cars? God like... damn it, Mike, shut up. <laughs> I'm getting to a point here. And they finally kind of accept her as someone who can fight, and they're like, Okay, you know, don't wear a skirt, wear wear pants, and then Jesus. <laughs> and then they, they bring her into the fight, like, and in the fight, she's, for half of it, she's really good, and half of it, she's helpless. And I'm like, what are you trying, what are you trying to get across here? Like, I am so confused by this movie. It feels like there's another two hours somewhere on the cutting room floor that makes sense. Oh, it's not. <laughs> just wait for the Fuqua director's cut, Mike. It's kind of good. You know he's not earned that right. <laughs> no one's asking for that. Uh <laughs> It sounds like uh, that's something I complained about with, and I think you and I both complained about it because it was the first time. Sounds like us. My show. (laughs) Yeah, we complain about everything. People, you know, I I really blame you because I've seen some tweets where it's like, oh, look, Dave Mike bitching about another movie. And I'm like, you know, Dave picks these movies. Like, I, you know, I have. I blame 2016. It's been a bad year. That's also fair. You're not, you're not, you know, creating the output here. And uh, also, I decided to get. You know, married when there were two movies I was actually interested in came and went. So thank you, Tom Hanks and Michael Fassbender. Missed those. <laughs> I've got this though. Um, okay, it reminded me of the Age of Ultron. Right, we we did oh, that. Wow, Warm that's going back. Yeah, it is going back. But you have uh, the, the witch, Scarlet Witch. Right, getting that name right. Yeah. <laughs> she can do i mean i don't know her power is like what unmaking reality or something Everything. Fucking insane. yeah yeah it's... but just it's, it's so magical that it basically is just a uh, fill in the gap whenever whenever we run into a corner in the plot just have her do something crazy and she's the one that gets like fucking petrified of fighting there at the end and you have to have yeah. like a man you have hawkeye the least likable just a, he has to mansplain battle <laughs> you, have to, you have jeremy renner the least likable person on the planet come oh. in and oh yes um it's a little harsh you know, i don't know it's a maybe a little kind I'm, I'm saying he's the number one at something clearly not at being a bankable movie star or actor wow. um yeah Jeez. anyway jeremy renner shots fired at rare jeremy renner that's all right. But they they can't decide, right? right? Your point is they can't decide if she is uh, some sort of love interest in a way that in action movies men perceive women as you know, a sex that needs to be protected and in this case she is the one who lost the family member, but that would have been an interesting hook, you know, it's it's her husband that gets gunned down. It's not the woman, it's not the 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 sort of raging man who says, you know, you you stole my woman from me. You shot her. So Making her stronger would be a cool way to make this more of a modern Western, I guess. I don't know. I think it's only like halfway interested in presenting any sort right. of modern sensibilities to a Western. And it, it is dangerous to kind of rewrite history in that way. But I also think that you know, they're easily, you know, that's what films do. I mean, you have, uh, you know, a Comanche come up and basically like, I'm with you. And it's like, right. all right, cool. Now, we, now we're going to fill in, you know, we're going to diversify our cast, which is fine. But it does seem like women are kind of the last ones yeah, to, the, to the, actually get on the, that list. The Haley Bennett cast casting, to me, just reeks of, look, we found a lady, and she's going to be involved. <laughs> like, I remember seeing, like, kind of, uh, before this movie came out, being like, oh, look at this diverse cast. There's a, you know, there's a black lead. You know, we have an Asian man in the cast. We have a, a person of native descent in the cast and and we have and we have a woman in a western and she's gonna fight and that's great and that is great and then you watch the movie and you're like yeah you don't you're not really interested you were just checking off these boxes Mm. like it's not about making a well-rounded movie it's just about like well we we need we need a woman in this cast and we don't want her to just be in the background so we'll have her do some stuff but we we don't really understand why she's here or what we're doing yeah the only way that's gonna work is if they had you know ponied up for Jennifer Lawrence that's the only. I think that's the only way that character would have had yeah. uh, any sort of moment there. Or I guess Scarlett Johansson is the yeah. go-to, you know, female action. Well, star. we can't have too many movies with with Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt in them. We, it's just one a year. Yeah, right? I know. I got the I got the Passengers trailer for the first time. I was like, God, that looks fucking awful. <laughs> I was like, Do I need to put in my Christmas vacation time for pop culture case study already? <laughs> oh, got something going on that week. All right, so a little, shit. a little like inside baseball <laughs> behind the scenes. I just 
made the schedule all the way through the end of the year and sent it to Mike. And Mike has agreed to all these. So the I, next, I the ne- hold on. The next time you hear him bitching and moaning on the show, remember that you said yes. <laughs> Let me just say that there were two of them that I I said, okay, I don't know about this. And you agreed, passengers. You said the trailer could be awful. Yeah, and the only thing saving it for me is you know it's a sci-fi genre movie. If this was like some sort of prestige Oscar thing, I probably would pass. But it's like okay, right. I can probably it, like Magnificent Seven. I can watch an hour of it and walk out and be like, <laughs> all right, I got enough to talk about there. Um, and then the other one is with poor Haley Stanfield, I think's her name. Yeah, that I had never heard of some Edge of seventeen. Yeah, teenage company like Dave. <laughs> what, what exactly is going on here? And you're like, no, no, it's getting great reviews. So. <laughs> That was the one where I was like, I put it in like, ooh, Mike is not gonna like this. <laughs> so that those are the two that I'm, you know, I'm I'm iffy on. So I may be getting sick on the holidays. <laughs> I don't know. But you've got a uh, you've got a good movie at least for one of them, a good old movie that I would be totally cool with talking about. All right. Well, at least we got you for that. Don't think that I will not rope you in for that. All right, uh, so I want to talk about um, spoilers really briefly. Oh so, so I have to explain to you <laughs> what I'm talking about, but I need to uh, like complain. So, and that's what I do here. Uh, so we're gonna go into spoilers right now. Can we just talk about Girl on the Train already? Like, I'm excited about that. Can soon. we talk about something good? Soon, Mike. Soon. Jesus. Spoilers. What? Read ahead. Spoil all the surprises. Not peeking at the end. Isn't traveling with you one big spoiler? That's classified. What? It's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. The thing I like about the original movie, not I guess it's not really an original movie, but the original Magnificent Seven is the fact that these guys are guns for hire and there's no there's no underlying like reason why they hate the the villain of the piece. They're just there for the people in that village. And in this movie, they have to have this like distant connection between Denzel Washington and Peter Sarsgaard. Apparently when and this doesn't make sense as far as time either apparently when denzel was a kid um he came in uh peter sarsgaard character came into his village and like killed everyone and raped his mother and killed his sisters and all this stuff and Wait a minute tried now. to hang up i swear i know and denzel was what like 63 at this that point? was my point how old I right mean, when we're talking about a kid what was he 27 when this dude came in <laughs> maybe with this? i don't Jeez. think they ever say when it happened like as far as how old he was, but it was like, you don't need that. You don't, I think the thing that makes it powerful is that these guys are willing to do the right thing just because it's the right thing. Not because like, Oh, well this guy wronged me when I was younger. So now's my chance to kind of, to, to stick it to him, to get him, you know? And I was just like, guys, not everything has to be wrapped up in a neat little bow. And I think that could be the problem with a lot of movies nowadays is like, every little story strand like oh we got to wrap it up no you don't actually maybe he's just doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do i'll tell you why you don't because most people in there are probably sitting on their fucking phones like snapchatting or <laughs> no one Facebook. gives a no, shit no one cares that much like that's that's the thing like it's not you know i, I bitch about you know the the tv craze people going nuts and binge watching and i think that's the influence on movies is trying to have these weird connections or it's the, the marvel movies you know that the whole mother thing is already sounds like, you know, Civil mm. War or Batman versus Superman. Like, God damn, who cares that much about their mom? Like, Jesus, let it go already. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to your mom about this. <laughs> I have her I have her information now. I can Even if you were a mother and I don't care, you loved all your kids. Like, do you want everything to be some God, sort of I like hope mommy that, Like, you're 38. Why are you fixated on me? <laughs> like, Move on. Get a life. I have Jesus, you little baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so coming soon the antoine fuqua connected universe just wait mike <laughs> it's all gonna come together uh and i also mentioned this like turn with ethan hawk so basically they they set up ethan hawk like i think kind of an interesting way about this guy who's who's been in a war and now is not sure he wants to kind of continue that way of life and there's a little bit of hints of you know maybe some trauma he's gone through and he doesn't He's not willing to fire his gun in these situations where he normally would. And of course, (laughs) where it's life or death for him. (laughs) Right. And of course, right before the final battle, he decides, you know, I can't do this and talks to Denzel and leaves. Uh, And you just know he's coming back the next day. Like, there's no, (laughs) like, Dave, you should well know that PTSD 
can be solved by just riding across the desert <laughs> and missing Denzel Washington like, for like just, three hours. Like, oh, oh, I feel better suddenly. I, I love my gun. Denzel. I think I'm over this. If I can just see Denzel again, I can kill <laughs> endless numbers of people. <laughs> and it was just like, I mean, I think if it had happened earlier in the movie, like maybe you can kind of have this like, OK, I'll I'll believe that. But like it happens like. <laughs> an hour and 50 minutes into a two hour and 15 minute, 15 minute movie, you know, he's coming back like the whole audience. I mean, I actually was, and sometimes I think like, well, I think maybe I think more during movies than other people do. I've seen a lot more movies than most people do, but I'm leaving the theater and like, people are laughing about this. Like, mm. like, Oh yeah. Well, I knew he was coming back. And yeah. when the general film goer knows that a character is coming back, then that is truly predictable. And that's a little upsetting because it should be an emotional moment. When his friend comes back to literally save the day and you feel nothing, just like you feel nothing for most of this movie. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I didn't see it, but everything in this movie should have happened earlier. <laughs> and quicker. <That's, laughs> see, and that's the thing is like, you know, we're we're talking a lot of shit about this movie. Uh, and, but uh, like you oh, said, because oh, it's not good. But like you said, <laughs> it's not. But like you said, it's not terrible either. It's just that kind of like just lays there and like there are a couple like entertaining things there are a couple jokes that work but not nearly enough to make for a fun theater experience and everything i heard about this movie going through was like we finally have a fun summer movie it's a little late but we finally got it like really this is what passes for a sun fun summer movie in 2016 and maybe it is maybe this year is so bad that this movie seems like well i had a good time mm, i don't buy it those sound like people. Those sound like people I don't want to go out and drink with. Like they're easily amused. Like I don't, I don't know. I just like there's nothing fun about this movie. I mean, there's been I, I wouldn't say there's been a lot of wide releases that have been fun, but right. there have been. You know, I thought De Palma was fun. I don't know if that's like if you're like a film nerd, like God, stop acting so fucking desperate. Like stop looking to crown the fucking Magnificent Seven. Like it's just right. not. There's no one will be talking about this in two months. Yeah. Like it'll just be forgotten. It's just a thing that happened that one weekend <laughs> and we probably shouldn't have paid the babysitter. And maybe I, I should have had sex with my wife instead. <laughs> That's what people will think. See, I love that now <laughs> when you say things like there are people I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want to drink with. I now know that I'm not one of those people officially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <'cause, laughs> yeah the night before my wedding. That was dangerous. That was uh, nice. On a lot of levels. Yeah. <laughs> that was Jesus, like dangerous for my liver, <laughs> dangerous for my physical health, like all of it. That's what the Magnificent Seven movie should have been. I want to see them tear up a town like that. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm here to say that, like, and you'll have to hold me to this, Mike. From now on, I'm not going to talk shit about Kentucky on this show. Not going to do it. You shouldn't. Because I had a great time and the people there were great. Your family was great, which made no sense to me. Because you're awful. I don't know how how that happened. Well, uh, and now I'm friends with them all on Facebook. So I'll, I'll make a joke that my parents probably won't appreciate. But you know, I'm I'm the only original here. My parents quickly got divorced and had other right. families after me. So there's a reason for that. Yeah, like, man, I could not keep no track. Like, who's you? Who? who? <laughs> how? How are you related? Are you sure? <laughs> like, it's like I mean, it's like the the joke about the South. Like everyone's related, but like really, mm -hmm. like there were a lot of a lot of strands of the a lot of leaves on that family tree that i just was not sure about but yeah britney's bridesmaids had the same the same <laughs> issue they had no idea who who's my brother who's my sister who oh that one too and that one and that one and that one yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so no more talking shit about kentucky i'll, I'll save that for text messages to you but okay. not on the show I, I will I will take that and I will try my best to see passengers on Christmas Day or whenever the fuck. It yeah, that's that's the way to spend Christmas. Maybe we could finally do what uh, what your now wife accused us of doing. We'll see it at the same time. Mm. You'll see a three hour difference, but we'll manage to see it at the same time. That was a very cute accusation she made there. It's like, oh, and then my second thought was like, don't give us any ideas. That's, that's not like that's it's bad enough already. Like, just stop. All right. Uh, so that's it for for Magnificent Seven. Uh, we will take a break and then bring in Brit for Fangirl Fixation to talk about what's coming up next week. Most people know Stanley Kubrick is one of the greatest filmmakers of our time. But did you know that later in his career, he was so embarrassed by his first and lowest rated film, Fear and Desire, that he tried to stop it from being seen by the public? Hi, 
I'm Nate Jones. And I'm Austin Gold. And together we co-host the Best and Worst of the Best podcast, a show where we pit a great director's highest and lowest rated films on IMDb against each other to see what exactly went right and what went oh oh so wrong. wrong. We've already covered directors like Stanley Kubrick, the Coen brothers, Quentin Tarantino, Steven Spielberg, and many more. Check us out at bwbpod.com and let us know what great director you think had the biggest blunder. All right, time for another episode of Fangirl Fixation with Britt. And Britt, you were telling us last week, I don't know if you said it on the episode or after, but that we should be drunk for the next episode of Fangirl Fixation. And here we are. We're so drunk. Fucking trashed. Oh my God. So we had half a bottle of wine each, which was at 14.1%. And then I decided to like try this drink off Pinterest because I haven't done that in a while. Pinterest fail. No, it was a Pinterest success. It was just... So, so, um, like, Dave is doing the Mario Pound right now, repeatedly. What? You know, like, when you go down in a little tube, and then you do the pound, and then you have, like, a certain amount of time where you can get all the little coins, but it's in a different color. Oh, the pow. The pow, yeah. Pow. Yeah. Not pound. Pow. That's <laughs> like, is it like a sex thing? The Mario Pound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goomba. <laughs> How dare you? That's racist. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything you want to talk about other than uh, the movies coming out? Okay. So I went and watched the movie that Dave had no interest of seeing. Oh, storks. So what I have learned so far this year is trailers fucking suck. You know what else sucks? Movies this year. Yes. Yeah. But especially okay. like trailers. Trailers either build up a movie beyond the expectations of what you have or just leave it at ground or level. Where, yeah, or where you're just like, fuck that, I'm not going to watch that. And that's really like what happened with Storks. Like, the trailer was really, really bad. It's not that bad. Dave would walk out of it with a, that was fine, which is actually pretty okay, high praise. Like, I'd walk out of it. Like, no, no, no. Fuck this. No, no, no. But, but I mean, which like, is also, you know, For possible. you, with animated features, I tend to enjoy animated movies more than you do. You are so, a child. Yes. yes. <laughs> Palda. Baby Palda. Fuck that pigeon, by the way. He was not nearly as funny as I expected. Just the one funny moment? Kind of. Because great. the rest of the time, he was like kind of a bro pigeon. Like, hey guys, how's it going? Oh, like, that's like that's literally how he talked. I don't, wait, how much am I slurring? Not much, actually. You're doing okay. I'm shocked. Sweet. Or, or I, that could just be my drunk ears. Anyways. Thinking that you're fine. I don't know. So, watch that movie. Um, I was entertained, but, uh, like, especially more so than I thought because I feel of the trailer. Like your expectations were sufficiently so low, low so that low. you were like, you know, I don't that know. wasn't terrible. Okay, so I don't remember what the orphan's name is. In my head, I keep replacing it with Orphan Annie, and I know that's not right. It's definitely not right. I know. Because um, I want to bet my bottom dollar that tomorrow. <laughs> Britt's been making drinks. Okay, so yeah, so it's not nearly as ba- as bad as you feared. It's not nearly as good as I hoped for. It's somewhere in the middle. Okay. It was it was entertaining for me. It's like definitely like a one time tulip. Yes, tulip. Tulip. That's stupid. Why is her name Tulip? Orphan. Orphan Tulip. Her name's Orphan. Orphan hurts my heart. Well, you don't have a fucking heart because you've been raised by storts. Anyways. Is that how that works? I don't know, but there was like some really crazy shit that happened with the wolves. Like, that made no sense. Like, I kept just throwing my hands up in the middle of it. Mind you, myself and um, my person, person. (laughs) um... We were the only ones that were there without any sort of like child, child or fuck trophy. So that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> the ones, the ones, the ones behind us were pretty funny though, because at one point, dead silence, <laughs> they farted. Hmm. The mom. Quality. What? Kid, I farted, mom. I farted you know, real loud. It's usually a bad sign when your favorite memory of a movie is something that happened in the audience. <laughs> but it was so good. That's, that's never good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so okay, movies, movies, trailers, yeah, stuff. So to things you made me great. watch. Yeah, so there's a... Uh, Brett's head booze. Uh, rum, a, rum, rum, rum. It's a rough week this week. Oh my God, it so is. So the first movie is called Masterminds. Um, my IQ dropped. Like, literally um, so dropped. The, Just so you know, my IQ is 174. 
just so you know. That's very detailed. It is very detailed. I got tested. Okay. I'm not crazy. You are. (laughs) Uh, So, the IMDb... uh, Why does this exist? says, a night guard at an armored car company in the southern U.S. organizes one of the biggest bank heists in American history. Uh, And this stars Jason Sudeikis, uh, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, Owen Wilson, Zach Galifianakis, like all these... Uh, Leslie Jones is in So it everybody too. who was in Ghostbusters Yeah, there's a lot of Ghostbusters crossover here. And I love Kristen Wiig, and that's like the only reason. Oh, God, like, I hate her face. Oh, you're the worst. I really hate her face. you become your mother. Because <laughs> oh she's great in Bridesmaids. It was bad. No, I loved her in Bridesmaids, but everything else, I hate her face. Uh, I think you should watch more things with her. There's like fantastic. whipped cream vodka over there, and I kind of want to hey, shoot focus. it. What? What? Right. Okay. Uh, at some point, I'm going to make you watch uh, Skeleton Twins. Um, I watched. Her and I fell asleep to part of it. It's fucking fantastic. So I don't like actually have anything against her as an actress. I think I just, just don't like her face. No, what I have a more more of a problem with is like she's getting stereotyped, and that really pisses me mm. off. Yeah, like I think happen. that happens a lot with women comedians where For they're sure. not actually allowed to be an actress beyond whatever shtick they think well, they I should think fall in. That's why you should watch Skeleton Twins. It's like it is a comedy of sorts but it's a but dark it's, comedy it's so a dramedy yeah so there's a lot of actual acting going on no i remember i remember when you were falling when you were playing it while i was falling asleep and i was like like trying to force myself awake to continue to watch it because it did seem interesting so right. i would be interested in watching that right, later so but anyways continue let's get back to masterminds uh, rednecks so. are bad okay that's what this movie is saying really is that what it's saying Kind of. Do you know those horrible southern accents that they have going on that don't actually make any sense, that don't belong anywhere? That's kind of what's happening between the two of them. I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen this trailer probably in like a couple weeks. Well, I literally watched it this morning. So, not good, huh? Not, it's not, not. No, like, I'm not. Like, that's why my legitimate answer to you was my IQ dropped a few points. Because I, I can't. There I can't. Anything? There's nothing appealing to this. In- like nothing was good about the trailer. No, this is like bottom not, of the barrel. You're also not a Zach Galifianakis fan. I'm not, but I do like dumb comedies. Yeah, but I feel like you like you like dumb comedies. But once dumb comedies go into like super awkward, like you get a little uncomfortable with them. You have clearly not watched the animes that I watch. Yeah, I would never do that. Wait, is it anime? Anime? Stop. Anime. Stop. Uh, but zach galifianakis is like it's it's definitely he's definitely an acquired taste he is and we have watched that one special of him on the piano and i mostly made it through it um (laughs) but no there's just there's so much happening in this that i just i don't give a fuck like i feel like i've seen it already i feel like i've already met these characters and i don't care to watch it again I feel like that can be the problem. Like, I feel like I have two problems with comedies in general. One is that, where, like, I feel like I've seen this before. And then the other is, like, you get this you get this feeling of, like, well, I don't really need to pay attention because it's not going to make any sense anyway because we're just going for absurd humor and over-the-top humor. So I don't have to pay attention if the plot makes sense or if the characters make sense. But, that's, but that's what I feel. Like, I feel like we've gone to such an extreme level of comedy that, like, the actual movie doesn't matter. It's the right. shock value only. Yeah. Wait, and, and, did that work come out? Yeah, Bot the shock value, value only. Blah, blah. It was a little slurred, but I got it. Fall. I've had a lot to drink. You have. All right. Uh, so that's, I'm tiny. I'm 5'3". So that's a definite no. Uh, I remember seeing the trailer, and I think I remember, like, like really, like, like a couple chuckles, but, like, it's That's not... definitely one of the ones where we'd have to set up of, like, do a shot with, <laughs> and then I could get through it. And then so by then, I probably wouldn't get through it. it. You could get drunk. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, we do have some strawberry moonshine in there. <gasps> Can we get Kentucky Fried Chicken to send us some moonshine? I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Fuck, I hate California. I think that's why uh, his mother, as a matter of fact, told me, drink this before you get on the plane. Because No, I think it's because nobody wanted to share with me. No, I would have come out. It's really expensive to go to Kentucky, just so you know. Well, it is on Labor Day. Yeah, it that too. What the hell, guys? Yeah. Anyways. Not good times. I love right. you. <laughs> Who are you telling that to? Mike, his mom, all yes. of the above. I think his mom would forgive me and love me. Oh, yeah, his, his mom would adore you. I am so Southern. She would, like, yeah, totally true. get it. It's true. She would love you. Uh, so the next movie is Deepwater Horizon, 
uh, story set on the offshore drilling rig Deepwater Horizon, which exploded during April 2010 and created the worst oil spill in U.S. history. Wait, wait, did you hit spacebar? No. Are we still recording? Of course we're still recording. Okay, Marky Mark looks fucking old as fuck. What the hell happened to his face? He's done way too many reality shows about burger bars. Because, yes, he does have that with his brothers. And why is that a thing? Why is that a reality show? Nobody fucking cares. Your burgers are obviously not that great because There's nobody heard of them except from your fucking TV like show. episodes of Wahlburgers. You're like, no one no! cares, but you watched it. <laughs> okay, so what happened was... No one is cares but Brit. <laughs> Dave was in undergrad and Brit was home alone as a widow. <laughs> And so she watched a lot of things that she was ashamed of. Wahlburgers, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Shameful. Real Housewives of Orange County. <laughs> there were sometimes getting worse. I like know. It's... Do you not remember the nights that you would come home and I'd have like that station on and be folding underwear? I feel like in order to continue our marriage, I just like <laughs> blocked it out. Like I was like, nope, this isn't happening. This is what I had to do to deal with being alone. So this movie not only stars Mark Wahlberg, but Kurt Russell... Uh, Gina Rodriguez, John Malkovich. There's so many people in this movie that look like they haven't aged well. And I just, I don't know if I can fully get behind it. Because in the trailer that I watched, I don't know how many are out right now. But the one that I watched, there was a lot of explosions. Yeah, for sure. And it just didn't leave me connected with anybody. I didn't care. They try to connect you. There's two things. There's like the... Oh, he has a kid and and she wants the fossil. And he found a fucking, like, whatever. Like, legitimately, this movie looks awful to me i can't like i would rather watch masterminds than watch this like that's Deal. the level i'm at um and you know i, I feel there's like there's so much wrong with his face in this i feel like with mark Wahlberg, like it's he's very hit and miss for me like sometimes i really enjoy him in movies like in certain roles but some like but there's no in between it's like yeah. i love him or i'm just like oh look it's another fucking so i really so i really loved him no. in pain and gain yeah, you did. Yeah. You're welcome, you'll Mike. Make, you'll make Mike so happy. <laughs> I really did. But then in this movie, like, I have, like, I don't fucking care. I hope you die in the explosion. I just think Mark Wahlberg, and this sounds like an insult, and it probably is. He has so many lines on his face. No, he's good at playing dumb. Because if you look at Because he has nothing else. If, so if okay. you look at things like Pain and Gain, and you look at things like Boogie Nights. like I never saw Boogie Nights. Oh. Just Ever like really sad. We're gonna have to watch I'm that. Sorry. It's a really long movie. But like I love you it. by like proxy. Yes, uh, but he also plays dumb in that movie, and he's so wonderful in both those movies. Like not even just convincing. Because if really he takes himself seriously, how right. can anybody else take him seriously? Because really, honestly, you're Marky Mark. You're never getting rid of it. Yeah. Just wear the fucking parachute pants and dance around and flex your muscles. That's Shut not up. What he did. I don't know. Parachute pants is MC Hammer. Shh. He wore like sagging pants and. Shut up or I'll lick your mic. Not that mic. This mic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just think like he's very good in certain movies, but also very bad in other movies. He just, like, especially in this trailer, and maybe it's like the walrus mustache, but he has aged so badly. I forgot he had a mustache in the trailer. Oh, God. It's like. Okay, so, like, it gave me Central Valley flashbacks of Walrus Beard, and I can't deal. That's never good. No. Yeah. It's just a shame because it's got, like, such this... It's got a great cast. That face is really creeping me out. I thought you were holding up the, like, trailer for the Rings movie that's coming out, which also I'm not excited for. Oh, don't worry. It's not coming out. It's not coming out until next year now. It just got pushed back. Yes! So, dear... Fuck you, shitty English movie of a Japanese movie. All right. You done with that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, but so, that face is still freaking me so out. Don't look at it. So I can't stop looking. So it's a shame because like the movie <laughs> has this really great cast. Like aside from Mark Wahlberg, like there's a lot of really good people involved. And sometimes I wonder like how this happens. Like just hearing like the bare bones plot of this, I'm like, well, that sounds fucking dumb. Like that's my immediate reaction. So I can't believe that like so many good people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll be in that movie. Like, is does it just pay so much money? I just realized they can't see me nodding. Yeah, Which is good because my face is really fucked up right now. Yeah, you don't you don't want the there's the, like half eye open the video podcast on this on this episode. I'm not wearing a bra. Okay. Well, there's always that. Yeah, that is a special treat for me. Okay, will you please get that off the screen? No, because that's the next one we're going to talk. God. About. So, um, so we've got a no for masterminds. 
Yeah. And just, a no for Deepwater Horizon. Yep, that's not happening unless you like somehow bribe me with something. Ooh, can we go to the fabric store? No, or will I don't you buy me see panties? Those okay, never That's mind. not the movie we're covering, so fuck no. What are you covering? Also, it's Your not going to matter what we're covering because we're probably not going to do uh... an episode on it because <laughs> you and I will be in Los Angeles. Yes, we're going to go to GDT. Yes, we're going to go see the Guillermo del Toro. Which really, uh, I just bought to make my husband happy and to prove how amazing of a wife I am. I'm making him go to Universal Studios so I can get a shit ton of butterbeer. Yep, it's true, and all the Harry Potter stuff. Minions, so, are you going to go to Jurassic Rack- Jurassic World with me? Possibly. Ah, drop. Possibly. Hey, if Nancy goes on it, you can go on it. There's, no, I'm not. I'm not catering to that. No. Yes, you are. So the movie. Do you that, love me? Oh, hush up. Uh, so the movie that we will be connected to because we're doing uh, an episode on Casino Royale because uh, oh because Evergreen is freaking hot and I want to jump her pretty much like that was really the only connection I was like you know who I like Evergreen this is the only reason why I want to finish watching Penny Dreadful is because I could listen to that woman talk all day also can you keep doing with the smolder and um add in some of the taking off the clothes (laughs) Yeah. She seems very comfortable with that, so... She's a little more skinny than I usually like. Yeah, but she's got, like, the dark features. She does have the dark features, and she has the voice, and you know what? I'm not to discriminate against boobies. Boobies are boobies, and they're great. Good good point. Um, So, (laughs) uh, when I originally, like, I was originally going to cover this movie, I was thinking, like, well, it's a... And I was like, it's a Tim Burton movie. Maybe I'll do, you know, like, Edward Scissorhands or Ed Wood. But then I just thought, like, you know who I really like? Uh, more than Tim Burton right now is uh, is Ava Green. Can I make so, you like binge watch the second season of Penny Dreadful? No, you can do that on your own. Um, so instead, um, Ava Green and Corsets. Focus. Uh, so <laughs> I was focused. Um, focus on this. Uh, okay. So instead, like a laser. Of course, of course, we're covering Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children with the most freakiest fucking face ever. Just, uh, can you please the like again. there we go um so this movie stars a lot of people actually eva green samuel jackson judy dench rupert everett allison janney that kid from ender's game that you won't actually yeah, like give any money him. to yeah <laughs> um terrence stamp like it's it's another star-studded cast so what did you think of the trailer for miss peregrine um i honestly think it was one of those things that if eva green wasn't in it I wouldn't care. Same. Like, legit wouldn't care. Like, I bought the first book. I planned on reading it before it came out. How'd that work out? I got 15 pages in during jury <laughs> oh, duty. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't care. Like, the only thing that was drawing me in is Eva Green because I think she's amazing and she has this presence and I'm going to be really pissed off when she's not in most of the movie because it's kind of how it's set up. I think the best thing about Eva Green is even when she's in bad movies, she really gives her all. She does. Like, there's never a moment, like, you know, when she's in, like, she was in the Sin City sequel, you know, she's, yeah. she's been in some really, really bad movies, but you would never know it by her performance. Shh, shh, shh. You'll be okay? I'm imagining that dress from Casino Real right yeah. now. So I feel like she gives the same kind of performance in Casino Royale as she does in bad movies. Like, you would never know that it's a I don't know what script. they're paying her, but she is on par every time. Yeah. I, I, I just love her. I think she's fantastic. And I think she's one of the... It's interesting because she's not an actor who, like, everything she does turns to gold. She's not one of those... That weird like, sexual tension. Try that again. Hold on. This thing on. Okay. So that weird sexual tension between her and Timothy Dalton in the first season of Penny Dreffel. Holy shit. Right. I mean, she always... But they also did those episodes in a weird order. Like, I feel like if they had rearranged them a little bit more, it would be an amazing fucking first season. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I just want to lick the mic. Like, not only... Not only does she, like, give her all, but she's one of those actors that even when It's so small. (laughs) That even when she's in bad movies, like, <laughs> I I enjoy seeing her on screen. Not just from, she's, like, not just, like, this level of, like, well, she's really hot and I like to watch her on screen. But she's, like, a really enjoyable presence on screen. So even when she's in bad movies, I like, I like her on screen. So I'll see pretty much anything she's in. And I think this is going to be a bad experience. Because I think this movie's going to be really bad. And there's going to be more. Will there, I mean... 
technically there could be. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, there's more books. But this movie might bomb. They're still gonna make more. I don't think so. It's kind of been the they thing lately. Make, no, they plan to make insurgent. More yeah, Divergent, Insurgent, whatever. Yeah, those were crap. TV series. Exactly. That's what I'm saying is that so, like it was a crap thing. They tried it in movies. They made three movies. It didn't work out. They're turning it into a TV series, which is still not going to work out. The same freaking yeah, thing is going to happen. Yeah, not just, not and gonna Tim Burton out. is going to wash his hands of it just like he did Alice in Wonderland. And that became shit. Yeah, but they were supposed to make sequels of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. And that never happened. because it Good. Because he yeah, was a freaking pedophile. What? You're There's... not. What? You're not listening. So listening? this movie bombs. They're not going to make the sequels because it's not like I'd never heard about these books. It's not like a. How did you not hear about these books? Never heard of them. Nobody All cares. Right. Fucking Miss Peregrine. What a bunch of. Who wrote it? Yeah. Fucking crickets. <laughs> you have no idea. So. So yeah, like I. I mean, I feel like there's like a 10% chance that this movie's going to be. Good. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, things stop spinning. Okay, keep going. Cool. I feel like there's a ten percent chance this movie's going to be good, but a ninety percent chance it's going to be like just fucking awful. Why did you mention Casino Royale? Because I know I feel like I'm a roulette wheel. Why did I mention Casino Royale? One, there's no roulette in the movie. Two, it's a little white ball. It's great. It bounces out of the holes. Shh, shh, shh. Mm. Two, I mention it because we're covering on the show next week. So that he never why. lets me on. No, you're not allowed. Why am I not allowed? I can talk about real stuff, serious stuff. You are talking about serious stuff right now. No, I'm not. You totally are. You got me drunk to talk about Evergreen, how hot I think she is. Yep. Well, you're a human being. Of course she's hot. Um, so, any, uh, so do you want to see this movie? Is this... I'm interested in seeing it, but I don't have high hopes. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Like, I really want those metal shoes, and I really want to do Evergreen. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So two movies you have no interest in seeing, and one movie you'll see like under duress. That's like I'll well, see it, we but do we do have our like Tuesday night movie night now, so like I'll see it then. All right, I'm not paying good. full price for it. All right, I really want to like this mic. All right, good times. Uh, any last comments before we uh, end the episode? No. Okay. So the next time you hear me, we will be doing an episode on Casino Royale to go with Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. And until then, I will be here diagnosing your favorites and judging you for what you watch. Jesus, where are you? (laughs) In traffic. Ah, okay. Uh, another classy episode with Mike Denniston. Jesus Christ! It helps. I'll be stopped in a second since I pull into the dry cleaners. It's fine. I just stop and get a milkshake. All right, just give me one second, and then we'll get started. Get this fucking over with. Yes. This is how artists work, right? Like, just fucking get it over with? That's, that's I guess. <laughs>